Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for episode 27 of the Movement Diaries. It's me today, and I gotta be honest, I'm feeling tired today. And I'm not really in the mood to talk, but that's the thing about having a podcast is there's a schedule and I make the schedule, but I've been alternating solo episodes with guest episodes since the beginning. And my hope is to continue doing that for as long as I can. So <clears throat> I have, um, I have a few ideas for things I wanted to talk about, but some of them take like a lot of energy, a lot of emotional energy. There's actually a lot of things I want to share on here, but it's like, you know, you have to kind of like be in the mood to have those conversations, even if it's a conversation with myself. And to be honest, like, I'm just, I'm just not in that kind of mood today. But there is something I've been wanting to talk about, which is kind of perfect for today, especially coming off of today. Um, when I'm recording this is the last day of the five day Walker club. And one of the things that we talked about, not in these terms, but the concept itself kind of more in how it comes to life is the idea of lowering the barrier to entry when it comes to exercise. And this applies to a lot of things. And basically the idea is just making things easier on yourself. And this totally fits in with like the all or nothing mindset that we struggle with. Um, And so a lot of the prompts, like every day of the five days, I offered like like an assignment, a challenge, whatever you want to call it, a thought starter for how to begin to shift perspective around movement. One day was about getting something done while you walked, call a friend, make an appointment, do a work conference call. Um, one of my, one of the people who joined walked and listened to her Weight Watchers meeting while she was out on a walk. Um, people were calling their siblings and all kinds of stuff. You know, another day, um, today was the last day and it, the idea was go for a walk in the clothes that you're wearing with any amount of time that you have. You've got five minutes to take a break in between conference calls. Great. Go for a walk around the block. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. And yes, we're, a lot of us are still at home. So we're still wearing kind of like things that might feel easier to move in. But I had plenty of people post walking in jeans and kind of slip on sneakers and not like your workout clothes. And that's sort of the idea. Like we are all so, I'm going to say brainwashed, conditioned to think that exercise has to be a certain amount of time in a certain location, with a certain um, outfit, all of these things, all of these boxes that we have to check in order for it to fit the parameters. And that becomes a block for a lot of people. If they don't have the time to get to the place, if they don't have enough time to do the workout, they don't have the right outfit, it's like, well, then I can't do this thing. And that could not be further from the truth. So if we start to give ourselves permission and surround ourselves with people who are kind of supporting that idea, that it's really this idea that all movement counts. 
and that you don't have to be doing all of these specific things in order to get out and do something to take care of your body. Like this afternoon, the kids where we live, the elementary school kids have just gone back to school for a full day, which is like, it's huge. It's, you know, um, 14, 15 months at home. Ben's now in school till 2.30. So it's an extra two hours. And those two hours are, they're like a day. I mean, this is day three of it. And it is, it's crazy how much extra time two hours is. I kind of, it's like I forgot. Um, so I finished working this morning and normally I would run upstairs and I would rush to get my lunch together, go pick up Ben, come back home, feed him lunch, eat my lunch, get him set up for whatever his next thing was, whether it was an activity or his afternoon meeting or getting him to back to school to play with his friends and then fitting in my work stuff in between. Everything just felt like so rushed and chaotic. And so today I have more time and I was like, oh, instead of just like sitting on my computer, which I'm very prone to do and just cranking out work after work, that's part of why it's so late in the day I'm doing this podcast. Actually, I would have recorded this much earlier in the day today. I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. And I had gone for a walk this morning. I walk most days after I drop Ben off at school. I have a perfect amount of time to go for a walk between when I drop him off and when I start working, about 45 minutes. And so I'm really, it's, I've kind of been able to create my schedule that way. And I'm really lucky to be able to do that. Um, but I had some extra time. I'm like, I'm going to put on my Birkenstocks and go out for a walk right now. Danny happened to be like in between meetings. I was like, Hey, you want to go for a walk around the block with me? And we went together and it was slow. It was like a stroll. There was nothing like nothing about this looked like exercise. Um, but it was movement and it counts. Like it felt amazing for so many reasons. One, moving my body after kind of having been down in the basement studio all, all morning Two, being outside right in the sunshine, you know, there are so, it just, it feels good talking to him and connecting with him on this break in the middle of the day. Like there are so many benefits and it's like, we then deprive ourselves of all those benefits when we're like, well, no, I'm not going to do that because it's not a workout and it doesn't count. And I get it. Like, it's a really hard thing to get past because everywhere we look, exercise is about pretty much one thing, right? It's about going to the gym and doing your intense workout. And there's a whole um, branch of fashion that's built on this with athleisure wear. And, you know, I wear that stuff all day long um, because it's what I do for a living. But it doesn't have to, not everything has to fit in this neat little box. And when you think about the benefits of a short, easy walk around the block in the middle of the day, at night, whenever it is, it might not look like what you think a workout has to be, but let me tell you, it is just as valuable, right? We have to move away from exercise being only about burning calories, earning food, um, being really intense and, and shifting to all of these other, um, maybe less tangible, but equally as important benefits from mental health, emotional health, psychological health, all of these things. I mean, obviously, in addition to the physical piece of it. And so like, how can we lower the barrier to entry, right? 10 minutes is enough. Five minutes is enough. You don't have to be in the perfect sneakers. You don't have to be in the perfect clothes. It doesn't have to be at the exact right time. If you've got 10, 15 minutes during your day and you have like a window, do it. I got a message from someone last night checking in with the group and, and we, yesterday we did a scavenger hunt and at the end of the day, she sent her message. I think it was pretty late last night, but when I read it, which I think might've been this morning, I don't even remember. She was like, I was about to throw in the towel on the, on the, the game for the day, 
and it was in the evening. I was like, you know what? I've got 15 minutes right now. I'm going to go for a walk. And she did and ended up finding some of the things on the scavenger hunt. And I was like, that is such a huge win. That is such a huge mindset shift to be like, I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to go do it. To not think to yourself, well, it's just a 15 minute walk. It's not a 45 minute workout. And to know that that is still good enough and so incredibly valuable. Um, So it's just this practice of paying attention and noticing where can you fit movement in and reminding yourself over and over and over again that you don't have to check all these boxes in order to get out and move. Um, Something that I've been working on lately, this is not about walking, it's about strength training. I talk a lot about, you know, strength snacks and breaking down workouts into small pieces, another way to lower the barrier to entry, especially with strength training, which I think traditionally comes off as a thing that's kind of complicated and intense and very structured and kind of formal. And again, it doesn't have to be that way. And something I've been thinking about doing, but I have yet to do. So this is actually going to give me a bit of accountability for this. So I'm kind of excited. Is I've been thinking about taking one of my weights or my kettlebells from the basement, which is where my studio space is, where I work, where I'm sitting right now, and putting it up in my family room. So that I don't have to be in like the exact right space in order to move. If I have this weight, kind of say, you know, sitting on the side of my couch and I'm like a very neat person. If you know me, you know that like, I'm not going to like throw a weight just anywhere. Like it'll have a spot, but it'll be in a place where I'm passing through and I will see it. And this is something called priming your environment, which I learned about from James Clear. And it's a really important piece of habit and behavior change is set up your space, your environment for the behaviors that you want to be doing. And so I do want to be strength training more, but I am not making as much time for it as I would like to be doing. doing. So how can I lower the barrier to entry on that? How can I make it easier for myself? Well, I can make it easier for myself by having a weight upstairs where I'm spending time in the evening, where I'm spending time with Ben, where I'm constantly walking by it. And I'm like, oh, I can grab the weight and I can do 10 squats or some overhead presses. And again, it doesn't have to be a formal thing, but if it's sitting right there, I can grab the weight. I can do like a minute of work, put it down and go on about my day. Whereas like, it's almost like when I'm in my basement, which is kind of like my formal working space. And we have, Danny and I have a lot of equipment, both personally for my work and, um, you know, I would say professionally for my work. And then we both use it personally. It's almost like it feels like it has to be like really structured and formal down here because that's the space, right? This is kind of like my workspace. Um, and sometimes it's hard to divide that line, right? For everyone who has been working at home in their office, it's like, how do you break away from the time like in your office? It's kind of like the same thing for me. So I've been thinking a lot about doing this and I'm like, that's a really great way to lower the barrier to entry to doing more strength work. Make it easy. I have this, I'm not going to, you know, sit there and do a whole 20 minute workout in my family room. I mean, you totally could. That's not my goal with this. My goal is to have this weight sitting there, pick it up and do like one exercise and then go on my day. And then maybe an hour later, I walk by and do something again. Um, There's a a guy that I follow, Mark Sisson, who writes this column called Mark's Daily Apple. Some of you might be familiar with it. It's a really extensive, he's written it for years. He's like a paleo guy and he does a lot of well-educated pieces that are really backed by research on, on nutrition and movement. But his background is very kind of like paleo based. And he talks about micro workouts which are kind of like strength snacks. I mean, it becomes like a bit of semantics. Um, But he was talking even more specifically kind of about this idea. And um, I'm like, you know, that like, it makes a lot of sense. 
So I just wanted to share that. Like I struggle with this stuff right along with everyone. Like I don't have it all figured out. And I always just want to be really upfront about that. Like, yes, I do this for a living. Yes, I think I have a lot of ideas that help people, but I am internalizing and working through that stuff at the same time as everybody else. Um, so love to hear your thoughts. If you have any ideas or habit hacks or things that you've been using to lower the barrier to entry for movement, I think I'd love to hear them. And I got to be honest, like the other piece I want to mention, because I think this applies not just to movement, but also to nutrition and kind of anywhere that you want to make a change is keeping that change small, right? So lowering the barrier to entry doesn't mean saying like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week for 45 minutes. Like that's not, that's like raising the barrier to entry, right? Doing things that are small and doable, like keeping the weight upstairs in my family room and doing one set of exercises when I walk by, that's a small kind of doable change. Um, you know, with nutrition, sometimes it feels overwhelming. Sometimes people feel like, oh my God, I have to cut out sugar and I have to cut out carbs and I have to make all these huge changes. And it feels like there's this big block and it's scary and it's unknown and it's like a huge change and it feels like I have a lack of control. So it's like make one small change, right? Make make one swap. And we're not going to kind of dive into like the nutrition piece of it, but, you know, lowering the barrier to entry is about making things easier for yourself. And we make things easier for ourselves by doing things one little bit at a time. And all these themes, like I've talked about this before in other emails and notes and social media and podcasts, all these things weave together. And that's what's really cool is you start to listen to this stuff as I'm, you know, kind of going on and on and rambling a bit. And you start hearing it over and over again. And these pieces, they continually start to like fit together. But that's, that's important because as one of my mentors says, once is never, and we need to hear things countless, countless, countless times before they really start to sink in. So that's why I will never stop talking about this stuff. Um, and even if it sounds repetitive, there's nothing wrong with that. Repetition is good. And that's what helps things sink in. I think that's what helps create support. Um, that's what helps you know that like you're in the right place, um, that you're kind of hearing the same consistent messaging in a way that that makes sense. So those are my thoughts. I think I'm ready to wrap this up. Um, as always, thank you for listening, rate, review. Apple has just changed its whole podcast like thing. I don't think there's actually a subscribe button anymore. There's three little dots in the corner you drop down, and I think it's actually you follow now a podcast. Um, I don't know why they did that. Anyway, um, thank you for listening, and talk more soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.